Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. That's Tom Fernelli. You see those sirens in your feed. You know that it's an emergency podcast because after the twists and the turns, I mean, gentlemen, like uh, we said Hugh Freeze right when Gus Malzahn was fired. Then we found out reportedly that there was a coup uh, at work that Kevin Steele potentially for multiple years has been working on to curry favor uh, with other members of the Auburn booster community. We had uh, Billy Napier in the mix, Steve Sarkeesian in the mix. Brent Venable's name was tied to this job for about 90 minutes before it was reported that you can cross Venable's name off the list. Uh, numerous num- other names coming up there. But as we arrive here on Tuesday evening, December 22nd, Brian Harson, Boise State's Brian Harson, which uh, just like first reaction, not to not to just grab the mic and take it, but good coach. Okay, cool. Good coach. And number two, uh, why wasn't this on any other list? Like, I'm sure that Auburn's going to say, this is our guy. This is our number one guy. It's the only coach we offered. It's the only coach we talked to. Uh, this was our top target the whole way. So uh, there's to me, there feels like two conversations I'd like to tackle during this emergency podcast. Number one is the search, but then number two is the hire. Barton Simmons, which way would you want to go with this first? The search or the hire? First of all, a toast. A toast to the Auburn coaching search. <laughs> you will live fondly in my memory. You'd never... You'd, I, 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 I caution, I, I hesitate to even mention you in the same breath as the Tennessee coaching search, because that was next level greatness, but you gave it a really good effort to get funky on us. And for that, I appreciate you. Um, secondly, uh, I think my, one of my initial reactions here is this, this hire is boldly boring. Like they, (laughs) They, there was, there was clearly this compulsion growing in the Auburn community and within the Auburn decision makers. What I don't know. Clearly, it was being painted as this compulsion growing to to make this higher. And there are all these like very Auburn names that you're supposed to go with, and there there are all these um, SEC uh, pedigree type of coaches that. Auburn was was circling around and then it goes off the board to a guy that's just a flat out good coach. Good coach. Just a good coach. And I I actually suspect that this is a really good hire. And one of my biggest pet peeves 
is this idea that the that like unless you've been in the SEC, you can't get in the SEC. Like you have to, you got to. It's different, different league there. Different, different kind of recruiting. Different, different uh, level of play. Different uh, week in, week out. Like this is the SEC, and that's why we got to hire the Will Muschamps and Jeremy Pruitts and you know all these guys that have been in the league and know what it takes. It's like, all right, how's that going? It's it's Nick Saban and everybody else. How's that going? And so I think because this guy, yeah, he coached at Arkansas State. But, but basically, he doesn't even really have familiarity with the footprint. But he's a good coach. And guess what? When you're a good coach and you run a good program and you're organized and you're disciplined and you're, and you're effective in presenting game plans, like you can be a good coach in other places. So I think this is a good hire. Um, I'm, I'm sort of I'm – sort of, I don't know. It feels good. It kind of feels good. I like it. I like it. It was, it was fun to see. And so cheers to you. I echo all that. I do think that in its ridiculous, backward, dumbass way, Auburn backdoored itself into what I think is a good hire. And, you know, Brian Harson had not been shy about his thoughts about the Mountain West in recent, you know, weeks or years, really. And there's been talk about Boise leaving for the American. And that was kind of sending out like some alarm bells to maybe other programs that are interested that, hey, you know, maybe maybe Brian Harson is somebody if we're interested in, we could probably pry away from Boise because he doesn't seem to be all that thrilled with the situation. And I think that he's a very good coach. But to go just to play devil's advocate a little bit, I think that I understand what you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying, Barton, about like the whole, oh, they're not, you know, it's the SEC. We need somebody with SEC experience. I don't think you do. But I do think that there could be an adjustment period here. So I think if I'm an Auburn fan, <clears throat> like maybe give him a year or two before deciding that it's time to run him out of town. Because there there is going to be an adjustment. Because like you said, he spent one year at Arkansas State. And he spent a couple years at Texas as like an offensive coordinator before taking the Boise job. So he's not super familiar with the area. He's from Boise. He's coached most of his life in the Pacific Northwest. And culturally, football and everything, it is different being in Alabama as it is compared to being in the Northwest. So I do think that he's going to have to adjust to it. And I also think that that Boise State program he took over, which he's had tremendous success at, and he's done a magnificent job of maintaining what Chris Peterson had built and had going there. But he took over a program that was already kind of running pretty smoothly. And now he's stepping into a situation where I don't know if it's running all that smoothly. I think the talent is there. It's just, as we've seen with the process that has gone into this hire and how many people have their hands in the pot, I don't think he's just going to be able to go in there and automatically he's like with Boise. When he took that team over, he already had the best team in his conference. He's not inheriting the best team in his conference. He's inheriting a team that's well below what the best team in the conference is right now. So I think there could be an adjustment to him there for being able to compete with Alabama, for being able to compete with Georgia, Florida, LSU, Texas A&M. So I think, like I said, Auburn fans, don't expect huge things right away. Give him a year or two. Just let him get settled and get things figured out, get get the lay of the land. And then I do think, like you said, Barton, he's a good football coach. At that point, things should then start trending in the right direction. It's just, will Auburn have the patience for it? I don't know. 
Dumb. Harson got a good. He, this is a good. He's been trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, trying to get Boise the hell out of the Mountain West, and so props for him for for getting this kind of a gig. Chip, I, you have you you generally are of sound mind and and reason, and I I would like your opinion on this. Do you think that this was as big of a disaster of a search? on the inside as it was, as it looked and appeared on the outside? Or do you think that that was just a bunch of boosters trying to act like they knew what they were talking about and in reality is like, cause Brian Harson was never even on the hot list basically. So I'm curious, I'm curious where we're landing on this. So I, I think that there has to be some ownership taken in the fact that reporters have to have sources and a lot of the storylines that we're pulling are coming from reporters. And some of the storylines aren't even facts. Like the reports that we were getting from the Auburn scene were like, listen, just got off the phone. Auburn search is a disaster, you know, and all of us are just getting popcorn, right? We're like, yes, 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 yes. Tell us more, feed us more. Like, like we were just only encouraging reporting that didn't get us anywhere closer to actually having an Auburn head coach. We wanted more like, no, 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 no. Please tell us more about how they were going to force Kevin Steele as the defensive coordinator on whoever the next head coach would be so that the Kevin Steele boosters could still have the access that they had were hoping to get when they were running the whole Kevin Steele coup to begin with. Like, I think that, um, it was not as much of a, it was probably not as much of a disaster because it was being run by a search firm, right? Weren't they using Parker out of Atlanta? Like they, when you were use the executive search committee, which charges way more than the cover three podcast would charge you reminder. I do think that there is some organization to it. So I don't think it was like as I don't think the actual search in terms of the athletic director and the university president and the Auburn officials involved with the hire, I don't think it was as messy as we wanted to make it because what we were getting was a lot of insight into the warring factions that you were discussing. And the warring factions never reached to the point of uh, what you mentioned at the beginning, Barton, it never involved Phil Fulmer coming and yanking the AD out before the AD <laughs> hires Mike Leach, like on a plane, nearly hires Mike Leach. We never involved the Greg Schiano. Like, there's so many no levels. Fan revolts. Yeah, no fan revolts. No, there was like a wasn't there like a stop steal? Like, stop the steal. Like Twitter, <laughs> yeah, like tw Twitter put. <laughs> A little, just a little junior Tennessee action. It's a little and, junior Tennessee, but not like all we, the way we, to to answer your earlier question. We also saw some like former and current Auburn players kind of like, you know, tweeting clown emojis and those kind of things in reaction to the news. So it was, it was getting there, but I, I do think that, yeah, part of it is just the SEC when it comes to football is a lot like the NBA in that there's very much a soap opera aspect to it. And like a lot of NBA media and coverage is devoted to that like hashtag this league oh the pettiness oh this kind of like that kind of dumb stuff more than it is like the actual games and i do think that when it comes to the coaching carousel in the sec there is a whole lot of this league oh crazy that it gets blown out of proportion a little bit i do think that uh you know you mentioned giving brian harson some time tom i do think that there has to have been, uh, and this is just like an instant reaction thought, there had to have been a conversation that was uh, he held at some point, which was, we'll, we'll just get him to coach football, 
and will try to keep everything else under control, which is a recipe for a disaster. Yeah. Just as a prediction right here, the good football coach can survive uh, and can lead Auburn to SEC championship contention. You can win SEC championships at Auburn. Brian Harson can win SEC championships at Auburn, but I see this hire as getting someone to take care of the football stuff who takes care of the rest of the stuff that that is just one of those uh, Auburn behind the scenes or, or maybe the athletic director, Alan green is going to be the one who steps up and says, I'm going to be able to rein everybody in right now, but I do not see Brian Harson being someone who is even going to be asked to try and get everybody on the same page uh, at that level. Yeah. I, I think if this doesn't work out, it's probably not going to be Brian Harson's fault. I would agree with that. So what do we think? We said Hugh Freeze out the gate. Lane Kiffin reportedly was pushing for it hard, and people were pushing for Lane Kiffin. You got, uh, you know, we mentioned Steve Sarkeesian, Brent Venables, uh, the Billy Napier. This is the second SEC job that he has released an official statement on a Twitter graphic for to talk about his commitment to the Raging Cajuns. I mean, like... In any any other highlights from the uh, the Auburn search and the twists and the turns? Uh, again, like I feel Barton. I'm sorry about your Kevin Steele ticket. I, I know that you were hoping on that one. You, you had a lot of money on it. I'm sure, but it's just I, I had a fighting chance there. Can you believe <laughs> Billy Napier? Like I I I do believe I I believe the sports that Billy Napier turned Auburn down because I believe that probably Auburn tried to force some assistance on him and Billy Napier's what, what's clear about Billy, like the book is out on Napier at this point. Like he's a stud coach, but if you're going to hire him, you better come correct with an offer that is going to give him a chance to be successful. Like he ain't going to just take your terms because he wants to get out of Louisiana. Um, so I kind of respect that. And it's sort of interesting. I mean, how, how good do you feel if you're Louisiana right now? You had a, your, your, your Sunbelt head coach turned down an SEC East and an SEC West job in the same cycle. Um, you think so Bill Clark turned it down too? Was Bill Clark in that, I, that same one was position? was a little weird. Like I didn't quite understand how that, like I, whatever, this is just from the tweet. I don't really know, but that one was a little bit odd. I don't know how, I don't know what happened there. Um, oh, listen, Brian Harson was the first person offered the job and he was the first person they even interviewed and reached out and contacted the only person to make the way too unnecessary relationship uh, tie right here, you know, just like as, as disgusted or as much as we love uh, all the coaches talking about how they're smoking hot wife shows, how they're good at recruiting. You know, I, I know that we love bringing in relationships to these college football discussions, but this is, um, this is, this is going to date somebody who isn't girlfriends with everybody else who your friends, girlfriends are right. Like there's like you, you could have taken on Sark or you might've, you know, been able to take on somebody who's, who also already has friends or like went to high school with all the other girls in your social circle. But you know, you really free yourself up from any like backstabbing or like extra drama by, by going to find somebody that's 
uh, a little bit off the beaten path. Maybe it's a friend from class, right? Like it's not somebody that's in your social circle, but like you, you met her cause, uh, cause y'all got, are in the same like English 203 class and y'all got no. in the same small group. You've been peer editing each other. It's like, Ooh, starting to hit it off a little bit. Like, you know, we'll, we'll see if you can work it in. We'll see if you can blend in with everybody else over here at these parties. No, this was this was you needed a vacation from the uh, the the craziness of work and life, and you went up north to the northwest to the wilderness of Idaho just just to get away from it all a little bit. And what do you know? When you were there, you fell in you love met somebody, and you <laughs> fell in love, and you brought them home to Alabama to meet the family. What is the family, man? I hope we have SEC media days. I mean, what is Brian Harson's like, what are his eyeballs going to look like if he hits the Hoover, Alabama lobby and he gets to see the zoo that is SEC media days? I feel like, I mean, that's the thing with Brian being at Boise, you, you, he's, his personality isn't as widely known. It's, it's going to be an interesting situation to see how he fits because I think that culturally – he has a lot in common with the area. I just don't know if he's got like that biggish of a personality that like tends to, you know, dominate the headlines in the SEC, which might be a good thing, honestly. Yeah. Just goes ball and win. Yeah. Got to get Do some, got to get some recruiters. You know, we didn't interested to know if like, that's the interesting thing is the, the staff hires. Like, yeah. Cause that's the, you know, the part of the, the narrative that was presented on Gus Malzahn was he just wasn't recruiting at a top five level like the other national title contenders are. And I have no, I, there, there's no reason to think Brian Harson is going to come in and recruit at that level. Maybe he does, but that would be a surprise. Let's mm. think, do you think this does it? Cause they're what 41st in the ratings right now. Does this do anything? Do you think for Auburn's 2020 class or. Mm -mm. Uh, I mean, it's not, they're not going to like shoot up into the top 10, but I mean, I go back to, yeah, I go back to something Barton said, uh, when we were, you know, doing our signing day discussions, like Auburn's Auburn people, players commit to Auburn cause they're going to, you know, they're from, uh, the Atlanta area or they're, you know, from Alabama or they're from somewhere else in Georgia and they want to go to Auburn. Auburn kind of recruits itself, right? Uh, Yes. I mean, but like, so I do think, yeah, like he's going to have to have some coaches that can get in there in the state of Alabama and win some, you know, know the landscape a little bit, know the coaches. Um, I don't think you can, I don't know if you can come in and like Bronco Mendenhall this thing and just transport your BYU staff to Charlottesville, Virginia, because Auburn is recruiting a different type of player than Virginia is. And so that it's going to be very telling and interesting um, who they hire and what the staff looks like. We will be keeping an eye on it, and we will keep you up to date as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, don't forget, bowl season daily every single morning in your feed. Subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Cover 3 for that multi-platform excellence. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.